Hi, my name is Terry Lynch. I'm the CEO of uh, Power Nickel. Power Nickel is uh, developing the NISC project. It's a high-grade nickel sulfide project in uh, near Nevada, Quebec, which is basically south and east of uh, James Bay. And uh, had a historical resource of about 3.1 million tons. We've been drilling uh, since about mid-September. We'll finish off about a 15,000-meter program by April, and we'll hope to update our resource uh, at that point. And we would expect to update our 43101 to a 8 to 10 million ton resource of about 1.5% nickel EQ. And that would be enough to make it commercial. And that's when things get exciting in the, the nickel business. So that's power nickel for, for the, the short Terry, great interview. Um, great introduction. Good to be talking to you again. Um, I think that's the most complete introduction you've given um, in the interviews that I've done with you. It's the first time that you've taken it from the from the um from NISC and drilling right through to your target your economic t target of eight eight to ten million tons at one and a half percent nickel um presumably because that's um the more marketing you do the more interviews you give it uh it kind of sharpens your focus and I, I, is that the strategy you're now talking about you know is is your is your messaging Tri yeah trying to keep the message simple you know I mean generally speaking you know it's like that's that's why the you know getting out these assays are important every four weeks because people can check along the box and say, hey, are they continuing to hit the grade? Are they continuing to have good intercepts? You know, you know, so that they're, you know, that, that we can see that, yeah, that makes sense that what he's saying is, is truthful and uh, the modeling is, is, is intact. So, so yeah, we've been pretty consistent in that messaging. And, and the, the other message that we've been very consistent on is we think that's just a start. This is one pod in what we believe will be a multi-pod, uh, you know, deposit. Like every nickel sulfide mine in the world is multiple pod. Uh, right now, we're just working on one square kilometer, and we've got some pretty interesting ideas where the other pods are, and we've got some interesting new technology about uh, how to get to those pods. So that's the other thing we've been thematically staying on. We'll come on to the new pods. We'll come on to the new technology. But um, you you mentioned that kind of consistency. You you mentioned coming to the market every few weeks with with um, news uh, results, and that is what you've done. Just recently you've put out some the latest batch of uh drill results uh some good good intersections in there uh 10 meters 1.4 percent nickel plus 0.9 percent copper and um 0.09 percent cobalt with palladium um you know these are big kicker big kicker palladium like you know it's substantial palladium three grams right almost yep yeah yeah in, in a subset of that um uh, ten and a quarter meters. Now, obviously, these aren't true width intersections, so the, you know your drill holes come down onto a relatively steeply dipping um, yep. uh, structure. But it's—I uh, I think you say it's between sixty and seventy percent. I think that's what the guidance is that's on the say, yeah. um, yep. on on the on the um, news releases. So if you've got a three and a bit meter uh, intersection, it's going to be a two and a bit meter true width. And if you've got a a 10 meter intersection you're looking at um six to seven meters uh true width pretty pretty punchy stuff right you put those um that new the, those results out what's the reception been when you've been speaking to the market uh i've been speaking to investors or yeah press? you know i mean yeah i mean uh the the reception has been good i mean the stock has has made some good moves not as radically or as far as where you think it should be in relative comparable well, the comparability to other nickel sulfide projects around the world but it's it's making you know steps in the right direction uh we've got a lot of you know i think what's interesting too is the quality of investors we're getting we're getting a lot of 
I would say top tier geologists, top industry guys, uh, you know, a number of conversations with industry people. So we're getting what I would say would be knowledgeable investors that are buying the stock. And, uh, you know, because they know that ultimately the science will win out, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're believing in the science that we will eventually make this a commercial deposit. And if you do, then you're going to be worth a, a lot more money. And, uh, so guys that actually feel comfortable with the science will tend to invest first and, and then general market conditions has still been crap for junior mining, to be honest with you, <laughs> but you're in the business, you know, this, I'm not telling you tales outside of school. I mean, you look at, I'm, when I have our comparables in our slide deck where we looked at other half dozen, you know, nickel sulfide companies, people like Talon Metals and, and Premier Nickel and, 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 uh, you know, Sutra, you know, they're down by half, you know, over their highs, you know, and yet theoretically nickel is going to be one of the, you know, uh, in demand metals going forward. And those companies should be doing very, very well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it nickel market has not really taken off yet. Uh, not like the lithium market. Um, and, uh, we're doing relatively well in terms of rising in that market, uh, when our peers are, are down, but you know, what we, you know, we look at an absolute terms to say, you know, are we, what are we getting price per pound of nickel in the ground relative to our peers? We're getting 10 cents on the dollar. Well, that doesn't make us feel very yeah. good. Yeah. No, no, I can, I can understand it. I mean, you're right in saying that you are on an uptrend, um, you know, if you look at your share price over the last two, three months, it, it's it's a pretty impressive rise. Um, it is off a low base, and your your overall project valuation or the company valuation is um, still um, sub forty million dollars Canadian. I think it's kind of thirty seven, thirty eight at the moment. When, um, when people say to me, they say, "Well, I've missed it. You, you've 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 doubled or tripled since uh, I last looked at you." I say, "Well, you just missed a Ukrainian dip." Yeah, I mean, who could have planned that? Yeah, you know. I mean, two years ago, we financed the thing at 25 cents hard and 40 cents flow through. And so we're back now. We're like, I don't know, 33 cents, something like this. Yeah. Barely backed into, you know, just above, you know, break even. Really. So I was like, no, yeah, you just missed that dip that should never have happened anyway. But now we're back to normal and, you know, we, we'll hopefully move from here. But uh, uh, yeah, still very, very early days here. Well, crucially, um, you're back. To where you were in terms of your valuation but the project is much advanced yeah yeah we're feeling really good about that you know we're feeling like we've you know uh done the right thing scientifically to it we've we've uh had good teams that have executed well uh we feel like we've we've got a good uh flow going there on the uh, drill bed and um and that we've you know we've got the metallurgy coming together we'll have a full metallurgical report out in uh end of April, early, early May from, uh, XPS, which is one of the leaders in the field. And then that will allow us to, uh, update our 43101 and get, uh, a big number on the table. And that should hopefully, uh, excite and educate the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I look forward to that. And just on the, on the drilling, you, you, and, and talking about other pods and, uh, outside of the kind of the immediate NISC, um, ore body, um, are you concentrating all of your drilling at the moment within that central zone? Probably about eighty uh, percent is within the uh, NISC main zone, and about ten percent is going east and west. There's a couple of winter targets on either side of those that, uh, if we if we miss them now, uh, we won't get them until next winter. Yeah. So so we're uh, you know the the, the 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 team thinks they're they're pretty high uh, potential targets. So uh, that we're going to do them this winter, even though we, you know. 
theoretically, we would have more intel, more educational uh, insight and scientific insight uh, by after completing our, you know, fleet aerospace, uh, you know, uh, ambient noise uh, research. But uh, we'll still we still have enough uh, stuff that suggests that this, we should take those shots now and and learn something uh, and hopefully uh, hit as well. Uh, you've segued neatly into um, the fleet aerospace ambient noise. All right, it sounds a bit... Right, I'm a segwayer. <laughs> uh, it, it sounds a bit Star Trek. Um, tell me, tell me uh, what you got. You know what? I mean, uh, and, and every uh, scientist I bring this to first are skeptical as hell, and I get that, and that's good because a good scientist should be skeptical. So uh, how I learned about this is a shareholder actually gave me the tip, who was a shareholder of Talon. He said, Terry, have you seen Talon's uh, press release today? And I said, no, I, I know it's in my in-basket. I've just been busy and never had a look. I looked at it, and it's about this fleet technologies, and they're using this ambient noise technology to help us war for nickel at Talon. So I thought, you know, read it and thought, well, that looks interesting. Went to the fleet technology site and checked it out and thought, well, that, that, that's pretty cool stuff. And then I, I contacted Fleet, and um, and they sent me some white papers and and some you know, scientific literature, and had I read it. But again, you know, the thing is, I'm a business guy, and I'm reading this stuff as a business guy would read. And you know, I'm you know you know smarter than the average bear, but I could easily be fooled in science. You know, I'll be straight up uh, on that. So uh, you know, I, I basically was impressed enough to sort of say. Hey, I uh, brought this to my scientific team, GeoVector, Joe Campbell, and and Adam and and uh, Ken uh, over at 3DGO, and I said, guys, look, I, I've seen this new technology. They're using it for exploration at nickel now. It looks really interesting. It could maybe short circuit uh, the time we need to identify these pods uh, through conventional techniques, and maybe reduce the amount of drilling we have to do to find the nickel. Um, but you know, again, I'm not the science, you're the science team. You guys decide how we, how we spend the money and, uh, and, uh, but I want you to get educated. Like I think, you know, meet with fleet and see what they've got. So they were pretty skeptical and, and, uh, but I've convinced them that I said, look, I'm paying for you to get educated, get educated. If you don't like it, then we won't do it. And, and they, uh, they had, you know, several meetings and at, by the, you know, the, the final, I guess the third meeting, they got educated and they said, yeah, no, no, no doubt this could uh, be very helpful for us. You know, so, I mean, it's a tool, like all tools, and we'll use it in conjunction with other, you know, with seismic and with gravity and with, uh, you know, things that you would ordinarily do. But it's, it, it basically, what it does is it, if, if it's executed well, and in our case, when you have a deposit already where you've already drilled it and you've already got assays and you've got widths and intersections and geological data and, and geophysical data over that, then, then this technique becomes very valuable because what it does is it they basically put these uh, what I would call looks like almost like little landmines. They're called geodes, but they they're about 100 meters a piece. They put them in a square, and they basically pulse the earth with a, a sound wave, and they capture sound maps coming back. And these sound maps uh, basically are correlated to the other data that you've given them, and then they can basically within four days of being on your site and over your deposit, they can give you a 3D visualization of your deposit at depth. And that's pretty killer because it allows you to sort of see, hey, did we, you know, hit all the areas that we, you know, that look like our deposit? Uh, do, do we miss some? Maybe we could add some extra tonnage that way. Uh, then we also see, because it goes down to 2,000 meters, 
theoretically, is this a stack system? Is there another lens underneath this lens? Is there another river or nickel underneath it that we could possibly go down and drill? And then finally, most importantly, now we have a signature that we can take to our other unexplored areas and say, hey, this is a sound map of what it looks like when it's in nickel, and let's look and see where these other things are. And then we can use, you know, gravity and seismic over that as well to, to sort of, you know, yeah, uh, you you know ensure it's best, you know, and, and it's like, you know, I'm a big believer in measure twice and cut once, Yeah. you know, uh, drilling is expensive. So whatever scientific work we can do seems to me to be good money to de-risk uh, the project. And um, presumably, presumably it's relatively inexpensive to run if it's a passive system. Relatively inexpensive, yeah. And have you had the opportunity to test out its imaging capabilities through the this ongoing round of drilling that you've been doing at NISC? No. So, so basically, obviously, it's northern Quebec, so it's cold as hell up there. So these are sensitive uh, <laughs> instrumentation. So... We can't use it until uh, we'll be going in there late May, and uh, it'll take us probably until end of June to to have a, it work the entire project package. But by then, we'll have everything we need to um, to identify where we want to go uh, for our next uh, round of drilling uh, at NIST. So, so it's it's a it's a potentially useful uh, vectoring tool for the for the summer campaign. Yeah, yeah, we would think it would be a, a very useful tool for that. Let's see. Let's. Let's do the do the acid test. Oh yeah, well I mean at, at the end of the day, I mean we're this is going to be we're going to you know very either we're going to be their biggest champion or it'll be like wow we tried this stuff and it didn't work. You know, let's hope that doesn't happen. But again, the idea is that you should be able to visualize this and have a very clear target. And target's either going to be a one or a zero. You know how that works. Yeah. Um. Have you had a chance to speak to Talon about it? Have you spoken to what they um what they thought about it? Yeah. They 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 were they were supportive. You know they they, they said that they 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 were very impressed with it and that it's uh they're they're doing some drilling on it right now and and they like what they see. So, um, you know, I'm expecting that we'll have similar results. And Western Australia, they they actually literally discovered some uh, copper mines and um, and lithium. Uh, as a result of it, and what was it, it was it was interesting to me listening to that because, uh, you know, one of our challenges we we're spinning off our copper gold projects, yeah, and our, we have um, projects in Chile, and we have massive projects. There are four thousand, six thousand, eight thousand hectares. These are big uh, tracts of land. With we had them for twenty five years, and one of our biggest challenges with them is it's in the desert and. In the desert, you have sand uh, dunes and you have caliche. And caliche is a mineralized limestone, as you know, and it basically obstructs gravity and, and, and uh, seismic signaling. So it's hard to get a really good accurate read of what's underneath the sand. Uh, so uh, in, in West Australia, they also have caliche. And, yeah. But they've been able to see through it with the sound, sound imaging. So that could be a groundbreaking uh, technical breakthrough if it does work in the desert. And uh, they've just signed a big deal with uh, Saudi Arabia to bring it over there and use it in the, um, and they're, they're really making a push into mining and that's, uh, apparently that's going to be part of it. Well, heaven knows, we need to find more deposits of uh, copper, copper and yep. nickel and you name it, the, right, the whole suite of minerals. Um, you you mentioned just then this, the, um, spinning out your copper assets uh, from Chile. You've also got them in um, BC as well. You've mentioned it in, in past uh, interviews. Uh, what's the timeline looking at? Will you, do you think by the yeah, end so of no, this year you'll be at two separate companies? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll actually uh, look to get it approved at our annual meeting and then 
you know, which will be sort of in May. And then we'll, it takes, a, it'll be a plan of arrangement. So it would probably take another 40 days or 45 days. So I would say uh, Q3 is when it would happen, like probably July. -ish. Do you think that, um, I, I think it'll kind of give, um, give value to your existing shareholders because they'll have a, uh, another, uh, share in a new company. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure if you'd see a share price move within power nickel because of that, but it certainly would give it. Yeah. I mean the, 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 it, you know, without going down the rabbit hole, you know, it, 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 it should help, you know, separate out the value that, that will be good. And it may, you know, I mean, we've talked off camera a bit about, uh, uh, the short situations and these sorts of things that are should be typically a problem in, in mining stocks in particular. Um, and, uh, Spinouts are never a good things for shorts, especially if they're on different exchanges. So, this uh, this could be helpful in that respect. So we'll see. Kind of a, potentially a flushing, um, a flushing mechanism. Yeah. Um. Good. So, um, let's talk about the. Let's come back to the kind of the main drivers of uh, value, the kind of the catalysts within Power Nickel, uh, with particular reference to NISC. So, um, putting aside the copper, um, spinout, putting aside the yep. other pods, let's just look at that eight to 10 million tons and um, the, the the timeline to get there. Just remind me of that once again, please. Yeah, so so basically we've got 10 holes in the uh, can right now waiting for assays. Uh, we'll probably get another 10, I'm guessing done, uh, maybe more, maybe 12 uh, between, between now and breakup. And then, um, then, you know, at the same time as the drilling is going on, we're also doing the metallurgical work uh, and, and, uh, and that will be former part of the 43101. And, uh, we would expect that all things being equal, that by the end of June or early July, we would have an updated 43101. And, and, um, you know, we're, we're tracking on that, uh, you know, eight to 10 million ton, um, you know, uh, forecast and we'll see ultimately what will happen, but that's what the internal modeling would suggest. So, um, and then just then to be we'll, clear, when you talk about an updated four three one one, you are talking about a resource, or yes. are you talking? Okay, so so you're you're going to go for an updated mineral resource estimate. I and I guess I guess it wouldn't it, you know to be clear, technically speaking, because it was a historical resource, it will be a new technical resource. Yeah, uh, it's not really an updated resource because that would imply we've got one. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Historically, yeah. We, we don't have one, but but uh, so, so you, it'll, it'll be your maiden resource but not the first resource on the project right the metallurgical test work isn't a um critical path item for a uh, for a resource estimate is it yeah it is it, as it turns out uh it, it, it you have to have a um within 10 years you have to have a a current metallurgical uh, study because uh, we actually had posted uh, uh, the 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 resource using the old metallurgical studies we had and and they um uh bc securities came back and said no you you got to have it with uh, the metallurgical study has to be done within 10 years otherwise you can't use it well you know and these metallurgical studies you know they take three or four months to run because you know you're actually you know running them that long yeah so so that wasn't possible so we we we, we pulled the resource that we had posted uh and said we would you know update this uh, you know uh, obviously when we got that resource completed and but in the interim we kept on drilling and obviously we'll we'll be rolling in uh you know 15,000 meters of drilling into that updated report and the the, the, the holes that you're drilling at the moment um it's a mixture of um, a few infill into some gaps but also um pulling out the envelope 
Yeah, we've we've gone, you know, we've gone basically probably 300 meters from uh, our resource in total, something like that. So uh, as we've got down, down like that, the most recent hole is probably about that. At 300 meters vertical below? Uh, yeah, below the resource, yeah. And th that, um, that historic resource was down to... Uh, yeah, level. most of the most of the historic resource was within a hundred meters, actually, and and uh, most of the drilling had been done within a hundred meters. So we've, you know, we're now our deepest hole we've gone total depth of act actual depth is about four hundred meters. Okay, it's still it's still not non it's not a overly challenging depth, um, and no. it, it is open a depth. So far, yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah, no. Look, listen, I mean, it's. Uh, it, as as my uh, scientific friends say, this is one of the more co cooperative ore bodies I've ever had the pleasure of working with. So I'm just like keeping my fingers crossed. You know, we've had lots of, you know, bad breaks. So it, it, some good ones would be most appreciated. You know, and and nothing, uh, nothing. Uh, you know, you can't fake the drill bit. So that's the one. If you need anything to come in in the mining sector, it's that. You know, so uh, so the gods have so far blessed us, and we're we're thankful for that. And thank you, Mother Earth. We we appreciate you. It's not easy, the mining business. You know, there are lots of uh, challenges, whether they are metallurgical or mining related or permitting or finance. So if you to, to make a success of a, of a mineral deposit, the geology really needs to stack up. It really needs to stack up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's kind of shaping up at NISC, isn't it? It's shaping up at NISC. And, and you know, we're lucky that we're in Quebec. And I, thought, I don't think people recognize how... Uh, valuable and important that jurisdiction is because in addition to doing all the right things like, you know, they, they did a, a tremendous job educating the Aboriginal partners on how to benefit and and, and, and participate in the in, in the wealth creation that mining brings and, and thus make them supportive of projects, which they've done a great job of doing. Uh, they've also put in infrastructure like roads and like we're we're off of four we can drive off a four lane road to our place, to our project. And across the street from us is a major Hydro-Quebec substation. I mean, it doesn't get any better in terms of cheap green power. This will be the greenest nickel mine in history, and that's going to be a great thing. Uh, all that stuff is fantastic, but, you know, what really sets them apart is you got two-for-one financing. And as, and people say, what do you mean by that? And I'm saying, well, literally, because of uh, federal Canada's desires and, per, and provincial Quebec's desires to encourage critical mineral exploration, they've, they've set up a a series of tax credits and tax deductions and structures. So it basically ins inspires Quebec-based financial institutions to uh, invest in companies like Power Nickel as long as they have a backstop investor that takes them out. So what happens is they will give me uh, a dollar and my uh, in backstop investor will buy that same unit they bought for me for a dollar for 50 cents on the same day. And so how does that work? Well, what happens is the financial investor, uh, he is acting for, for high net worth taxpayers in Quebec. They have their tax rates drop from 55% to say 42. So they win as an investor. The government wins because they're getting investment into critical minerals, which is what they have determined is a good use of their you know the subsidy dollars. And the investor wins because he's had 50 cents become a dollar in an investment he's actually looking to make money out. So obviously as a company, we win because we we diluted less to, less less shares and 
that's great for us and it's easier to get access to capital. It's, you know, now I'm, when I'm raising like our next raise, will probably be like $5 million. I really only have to raise two and a half. You know, I mean, that's just, you know, because you know how tough it is, can be at times to raise capital here. So, you know, we won't, we don't have any problems. We've got lots of people wanting to give us money. We just don't like the pricing right now, you know, so, but um, it is what it is. But the Quebec is phenomenal that way right now. That vehicle is really amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, the more I uh, interview companies with assets in, in Quebec, uh, the more I experience different uh, jurisdictions around the world, the more I realize that, uh, how important it is to have a truly supportive um, kind of government behind you. And in all of the ways that you've described, both the financial and the fiscal, but equally the the in, the education and the um, the infrastructure. Um, good. Now, just on the capital raise, you said, you know, you, um, when you do the next raise, um, but you you just done one. I mean, you did one six weeks ago. So presumably, your next raise is a few months out in the future when you when you need it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, when we did the raise, we said that would be enough to finish off this next program, which will, which is we're into right now. So uh, we're we're now it's March first, you know. So June first is just around the corner. So I mean, obviously, yeah, it it, it comes at you fairly quickly and. Uh, you know, the, you only do this when you, if you, if you, if you were not confident of your ore body, you wouldn't be drilling bottom line, you know, you'd be waiting for better times, but we're, 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 you know, we're having, uh, you know, good cooperation there and, and, uh, it's, it's, we're making progress and we want it. We, the, the, the other thing we're, we're, we basically believe when you get commercial, all of a sudden industry opportunities open up. Okay. So we're getting a lot of conversations right now with you know, major industry partners, like I'm going to Korea after PDEC for a week, meaning with the the battery guys over there, you know, the Japanese trading companies are quite interested. You know, so we're talking with a different echelon of investor, a sophisticated investor that understands how to analyze and invest in this mining business. And so right now, you you would, you know, if the market stayed as way, way it is today, I would see us, you know, uh, just dealing with the industry and not the market at all, because We'll get a lot more money from industry than we will from the market, but I think the market will eventually wake up. But uh, um, the, you know, the, it's, the it's one of those things. The market's a funny beast. I mean, there's there's there are bearish signals ahead, and yet you look at um, the fundamental nickel demand um, versus supply, and you look at where nickel stocks are, um, and I think you'll, you you can you can only be long term bullish. But uh, it feels choppy. It feels choppy waters out there. You know, there's risk of recession. There's risk of China producing more nickel. Indonesia, perhaps, um, it's 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 a tough one. Which which, um, th- that's always the case. You know, the markets always come with a degree of opacity. It's never possible yeah, to, to to say. And and, and, I, and, th- and I, I say to the people when they ask me about the nickel markets, I think there's three nickel markets. There's the Chinese nickel market, and there's the a European nickel market, and there's the North American nickel market. And the Chinese nickel market, you know, you've got an oversupply of class one nickel and a, a fairly big oversupply of class two nickel or, or recycled nickel, generally because the construction industry has been shut down. So stainless, which is the number one driver of, of nickel, has been down in, in, in China. But none of that nickel's ever coming out of China, okay? No no commodity goes into China that comes, comes out unless it's a finished product. So that's that nickel is not a threat. Uh, Europe, uh, right now, they, they have their, uh, uh, sort of a... Uh, small imbalance, uh, you know, uh, on the uh, short side of class one nickel and a small plus on the, uh, you know, stainless side. 
North America is about even on both. And uh, so I think that supply, the pricing shocks, I'm not expecting anything serious to happen there. I think, you know, probably, uh, you know, you know, uh, U.S. dollar will have more influence on anything price-wise than, than actual supply and demand. But if you look out a year or two, hard not to see, you know, uh, structural problems in the supply uh, chain because if, if, you know, last year was 10 million electric cars within three years, they're expecting to get to, you know, 30 million and then 40 million. So, you know, electrification is going to move the dial from 10% today to 30% to 40%. And there's just not enough nickel out there to do it. And then you add the fact that people are using the IRA to say, hey, you got to, you got to have North American nickel. Can't use Indonesian nickel, you know. So, and and not that we want to because it's uh, it's dirty nickel, but but uh, you know it, it 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 it's a it's a problem. So uh, it's a good thing for power nickel, um, and and uh, I think it's. But the market doesn't understand that, or investors don't necessarily understand that they should be, you know, making investment decisions based on some of that intel, and that's where they need to get educated. Yes, yes, but equally. If you're um, if you're an investor and you're coming at a the nickel market thesis, uh, you could play any nickel company. But the 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 whole reason why investors should be looking at a power nickel is because the the you've got the bottom up catalysts. You've got the the fundamental growth in capital value through exploration, and then the the, the de risking of your asset base to a an economic study first of all a resource and then. Um, and then an, ex- an economic study on your on your resource, yeah. and, and in a sense that can cut through in a macro picture. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and I'm always I'm always a, bo- a bottom up guy myself. I always I always like to you know buy the uh, buy the the money in the ground already, you know, and and believe in that, and then let let's hope that the broader markets make us really happy. But uh, it's never never works out the other way around for me. No, 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 generally not. Um, anyway, t- Terry, a really good catch up with you. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I will l- look forward to seeing you at the PDAC uh, and uh, keep those drill results coming. Keep them coming, baby. All right. Sounds good, bro. Have a great night. Cheers.